Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a... I mean, it's... El- no. This is TV worth talking about. This is Shrine of Telly. Hello and welcome to Shrine of Telly. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. This is Shrine of Telly week six. Uh, We took a break last week for a very special and fun Shrine of Duty episode celebrating 10 years, can you believe it, of Line of Duty. If you haven't got your ears on it yet, go back and listen. It was honestly so much fun to record. Uh, This week we're going to talk about the fantastic crime thriller Sherwood on the BBC, full of twists, turns and for me, confusion. Uh, I think Reb may have also stumbled upon a new reality show that she's uh, enjoying. Uh, she'll tell us more about that in a few minutes. And of course, we will have some TV news, including a Line of Duty Season 7 update. Mm, sort of. Uh, news about Succession mm-hmm. Season 4. A little bit about Gavin and Stacey. And a teeny tiny update about uh, Ted Lasso and when to expect that as well. Um Another bit of telly that I enjoyed over the weekend was Glastonbury on the BBC. Hannah didn't need to watch it because she was there living it. Uh, Celeb spotting, befriending an Irish TV icon and finding herself in the middle of a social media storm. Hannah, how are you? Have you recovered? Who did you spot? And has the dust settled? Oh, 10 out of 10 intro. I'm absolutely raging because I sound so sick, right? But I was just explaining to you guys before we started recording that I'm 99% sure I have COVID. I have all of the symptoms. I was with people that had COVID. I'm testing negative. But people keep saying to me, I know you're just hung over. And I'm like, I'm not. I was grand on Wednesday when I got back. We did it real bougie this year. Got a lovely blackout tent. And I left early on Sunday night and I had an inflatable mattress. I really do think I have COVID. So that's why I sound so bad. But I've done five Glastonbury's now. I've been lucky enough to be there every year since 2015. And that was my favorite one. Yeah, really? Absolutely. We saw Diana Ross. I saw Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds into Paul McCartney was the best three hours of music of my life. We made a flag. We make a flag every year. And I don't know how anyone goes to Glastonbury without a flag, even though there are people that are incredibly anti-flag. I will tell you about them in a minute. (laughs) And we made a flag this year and we have a WhatsApp group and there's about... 25 to 30 of us that go every year and we all pick the flag together and this year we decided to put Dairy Girls Sister George Michael on it with their eyes rolling up to heaven saying Christ as we thought it was a nice response to all of the like just continuously awful things just that are the world. continuously <laughs> happening yeah. in the world and I threw it up on Twitter because I was like look I'll tweet her and it's funny and we'll get 100 likes and blah 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 we've done a flag before we got on the Daily Edge it was hilarious we thought it was gas. 
this went so viral that <laughs> there, like the arguments every morning we woke up in Glastonbury, I'd go into the tent and everyone would gather in there and we'd read the new thread of arguments that were happening underneath the flag. There are people that don't think Derry is part of Ireland. There are people that don't think you should deface the tricolour. There are people that didn't understand that Sister Michael was a fictional nun and thought that we were slagging off the Catholic Church. Then there were the people that did actually slag off the Catholic Church. And I'm like tagged in all of this absolute <laughs> haste that's going on underneath the flag. Uh, but we have made friends with Siobhan McSweeney, which is absolutely incredible. The amazing actor behind Sister Michael from The Incredible Dairy Girls. And sorry, celeb spotting. So on the Saturday at Glastonbury, we went to see this unbelievable act called Miramay. She's a singer from London. And who rocks up beside us at the very end? Stormzy, just what? like a normal Stop. person. Not joking you, right? One of the girls copped it. Now he had a balaclava on up. You could only see his eyes and he had a Prada bucket hat on down like that. And he was wearing jet black, not as tall as you'd expect. Because I seen him perform at Glastonbury. Like I thought he was like six, seven. Yeah. Not as tall. And like a couple of people standing around him were like not huge amounts of security. So all we had to go off were the size of his arms and his eyes. And we were like, is it him? Isn't it him? Isn't it him? Isn't it him? And I was like, guys, it's him. You can just tell by someone. And then later on, we seen a video. He had a really funny fall at Glastonbury and he was wearing the same Prada bucket hat. So we were um, standing right beside Stormzy. And on the Friday night, we went to see Annie Mack supporting the Irish, obviously. And uh, two of my friends had this ridiculous private joke where they were shouting things at each other all weekend. And they were getting <laughs> random people to go over and shout it at the other one and one up each other. So my friend Sophie ran over and grabbed this woman this beautiful woman she kept telling me how beautiful she was and she's like go over there to our friend john and shout this at him and it turned out it was jack whitehall's girlfriend and jack whitehall was standing beside us the whole time just laughing at us being like why are you got my girlfriend to show things at your friend so yeah we have we have great celeb spotting at glastonbury guys that sounds like so much fun say that again how many people go to glastonbury 250,000. It's a quarter of a million. You would see Jack Whitehall, his girlfriend, and Stormzy. That is crazy. And that's the second time I've seen Jack Whitehall at Glastonbury. Like, I've been at a gig with Santa beside Jack Whitehall at Glastonbury. But, like, one of my favorite things to do when I get back, well, I love looking up all the flags, first of all. I love seeing all the funny flags. Um, and then I love looking up all the celebrities that were there and being like, oh my God, we were so close to that person. And then we were right around the corner from that person. So, yeah, two out of 250,000 isn't bad. It's not bad at all. You know the really tall flagpoles that you see like when you're watching the pyramid stage? Do you like? So do you make just the flag and then like are there flagpoles that are there for people to put them on or how does that work, that bit? Or do you bring your own so flagpole? I'm glad you asked this question, Brandon. So most of the places that do flags will do a flag, flag and flagpole bundle. Right. But what we did this year was bought an 84 flagpole, which was just way too high because when the wind whipped, like you just, you were really, like it was so high up in the sky, like the height of the house. And then you're trying to hold it on the ground. And when the wind took it, like it was really hard to keep it down. Um, Oh, and I mentioned the people that hate flags. So there are people at Glastonbury that think flags are the worst thing that ever happened to the festival. Me personally, I think they make it. I think Glastonbury and flags, it's such an iconic, like especially at the pyramid stage and yeah. seeing all the flags flying. I think it's such iconic imagery. And I like, just love it. They're so high up that like they're not blocking anyone's view, are they? Well, that's apparently what people say. I think it's bullshit. I think people, well, judging from my one viral moment on Twitter, which I cannot cope with, people just love to moan and give out about anything 
But I've never had my view blocked by a flag. And also, 250,000 people. What we do is we'll be like, right, we're heading to Paul McCartney. The whole group breaks up. People are in the toilet. People are at the bar. People are. And we're like, we'll put the flag up. And everyone finds us. And then we all get to be together. Great and then idea. the people around us are like ringing their mates, being like, oh, I'm standing at the um, Dairy Girls flag. And then they get to meet up with their friends. And we use other flags to meet up. I don't know how the fuck you would find anyone at Glastonbury if you didn't have a flag. If you didn't so, have a flag. I'm pro flag. I love it. Um, your flag was great, but you also put one into our Shrine of Duty WhatsApp group. Oh, I um, cried, guys. That's way better than ours. Tell them what it was, Reb. I wasn't a little bit of a flag. I was a total a flag. A total flag. <laughs> a total Cat, flag. Cat Slater talking to an actual nun on EastEnders. <laughs> Not a fake nun. Exactly. Yeah. That was my flag of the year, now I have to say. And then I saw a brilliant one that was like, this is a work event, which is obviously yes, um, a Boris a little reference. Jibe, yeah. A Boris. Yeah. Um, I saw another good one because Noel Gallagher was playing right before Paul McCartney and it was just Oasis, let it be. So like calling for them to come back together, but a nice nod to Very the fact that they were good. playing one after another. Love oh, that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Nice. You had a ball. You had a ball. 10 out of 10, 10 would 10. recommend. Uh, Reb, you've been busy as well. You had a lovely weekend. Oh, I did. I was at one of my best friend's weddings. Um, so my friend Vicky, she met Rory, her now husband, at a charity Strictly Come Dancing back in 2015. Um, and they were partnered up together. They locked eyes. They had to do a lift that involved her crotch being in his face. Oh. And now they're married. <laughs> it's such a, like, oh, it's just such a romantic, romantic story, isn't it? Oh my God, they came into their reception to the Strictly Come Dancing theme song and they named the tables after different dances. So good. What was your table named? My table was actually past champions because I, in fact, won the Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the year. You did the worm, yeah? The worm on top of another person and that's why I won. I'm not actually that good. Sorry, were we friends when you did this? I never knew you did this. No, this was like a good while ago now. It must have been a year or two before I met you, Hannah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. But um, yeah, during one of the speeches, the father of the groom said that they were robbed at the dancing and I was horrified. But other than that, the day was amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, love that. So, so good. Um, I was at Dublin Pride over the weekend. I went to see years oh and years. God, yes, tell us. Ollie Alexander was genuinely incredible. His voice was so good. The staging was amazing. It was really, really good fun. And uh, my good gig news continues because uh, this weekend I am off to London to see Adele supported by, wait for it, Gabrielle. I'm thrilled. Oh my um, God. True. My dreams come true. Uh, she's got a, it's an all female uh, lineup of support acts, uh, including Self Esteem as well, who I'm really excited to see. Um, so I can't are. Wait. Who are Self Esteem? Is that a shocking question for me to ask? Uh, no, so she released an album, I think it was earlier on this year, called Prioritize Pleasure. And the kind of the standout song off it is uh, I Do This All the Time. She played Glastonbury last weekend as well, and people were raving about her um, performance. Oh, okay. So I can't I thought wait. She was like an old school act. You no, know what I mean? Well, like, to me, she's new, but she might not be as new as I think she is. Um, but I'm really, yeah, so excited. Self Esteem, Gabrielle, and Adele, and others who I don't know. But uh, we might catch them. So, yeah. And sorry, when did you see Years and Years? Because we were at the McLastonbury as well. He must have flew. Yeah, home. so I saw him on the Friday night. And I think he played Glastonbury on the Saturday. He must have just flown straight over, yeah. 
the Saturday or the Sunday. Yeah. yeah. What a great gig. So good. So, so good. Yeah. I just really didn't have like, not a bad way, but I just didn't have much expectation. And he just blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. So, yeah. Uh, that is all of our personal news. Um, should we talk about the big TV show of the week? Let's do it. What's yours? Because you're not, you haven't filled them in on the list yet, guys. It's a complete mystery to me oh, what you're going to pick. Sherwood. Because sure, the finale aired sure last night. Yeah. Is it a double Sherwood? Okay, I'm going to Love Island this week, guys, simply because the last time I spoke to you was Wednesday. I then went straight to Glastonbury. I came back on Monday. Pretty sure I have COVID and that's all I've managed to watch. Um, Hannah, can I ask you, have you watched the most recent episode? So we're recording this. It's Wednesday evening, right? Um, And the most recent episode is the one that features the horse race challenge. And that's where... My uh, favourite challenge. Yeah, I really have to say, I think it was my favourite episode of Love Island so far. I only watched it this afternoon. Yeah, so first of all, I big Love Island because I haven't watched anything else, but also because I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It, it is an incredible season. I think they finally done what I was hoping they'd do when they took the pandemic break, which was mix things up a little bit. I love that there's an X in there. I love that the producers are constantly choosing violence. It's mayhem. And I was so excited for the Heart Rate Challenge because it's always the best one every year. And this one did not disappoint. Spoiler alert. For anyone that is catching up, turn it off now. I was obsessed with the fact that Gemma and Jack's heart was racing for each other. It is brilliant television. Do you think it's fixed? So I was on a podcast last week. Shout out to my pod on paper. It's a daily Love Island podcast hosted by the gorgeous Orla Condon. It goes out every night after Love Island airs with a new guest uh, host every night along with Orla and I had this I put this to her because um, Ikenna and Amber got sent home which paved the way for Dami and India who are favourites to win now certainly my favourite to get together without any hassle and I was like come on it has to be fixed because there was people in the bottom uh, six that seemed much more likely to go but she said no apparently it all goes through proper like ratings advisors and it's all checked and blah 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 but I mean well, no, no, I don't Probably. think the votes are fixed. Do you think the horse race challenge results are fixed? Because sometimes I feel like they're just so conveniently controversial that I am a little bit skeptical sometimes, especially. Yeah, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of it all. Danica Andrews heart race be raised by Danica, who previously earlier on in the episode had said that she was into him. Yeah, just that type of thing that I'm like, oh, my God, sometimes I'm like, this is just too perfect. Isn't what, it? Like someone's there with yeah, like, like the, the, the heart rate monitor being like pushing it up a bit, being like bleep, 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 bleep. See, they don't actually show the heart rate monitor. What they do is they put a heart rate monitor, uh, inverted quote, okay. on an islander and then they hand them a page that tells you who your heart rate is for. OK, so I mean. Like very fixable, uh, yeah. I, I think it probably is, but I don't care because the best part about it is the aftermath. It'll be tonight's episode when they're all killing each other and then there's a recoupling over it. So whether they have to make it up or not, it's yeah, we're brilliant. Going to see tonight now, I have to ask you as well. Did you see these rumors? Um, so a number of former Love Island contestants have been spotted in Mallorca, and fans reckon that this year's oh cast my god is going to feature former Islanders in Casa yes. Amor. Well, I don't know. Do I'm that so excited. It would be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing if they actually did that? So I think Amber Gill is there. 
Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. That's huge. Sorry, I've just always wondered they have the power to do anything they want with this villa. Send in anyone you want. Send in old people, new people, exes. Fuck shit up. Yeah. And it's yeah. only this year that I really feel like they're leaning into it. Obviously, you have to be responsible with people's feelings and people's hearts and mental health. But other than that, like, let's do magic. If there was a Casa Amor full of past Love Islanders, I would do backflips. So would I. And this year for me was real make or break with Love Island because I haven't really enjoyed the last few series. But yeah, I'm- fair enough so far this year and if they do something with a bit of a twist because it can get very predictable like we see all the same challenges like the same uh, the same stuff with Casa more. I hope they shake it up a little bit this year because um, it, it, it will keep the audience I think wanting more for a winter series especially and it's an extra long one isn't this 10 weeks we're only week 3 so like I'd be hoping now for a few spanner in the works you know Jesus, it's only three weeks. God, I feel like did I'm they um, did they confirm in the end? Because I know the way like it, it, there was loads of reports about ten weeks. Have they actually confirmed that, or or do we know for sure yet? Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, I got Hang on now and have a little Google. There were like you guys. But normally, Brandon, during the series, they say when the finale is going to air. So yeah. I was wondering maybe they just kind of do it like that. Yeah, or yeah, maybe yeah. Just seeing how popular the series is and what happens because I sometimes find the last week I'd say that's more likely the last week or two can be very boring apart from the parents episode when they're all kind of like coupled okay. up and they're just doing all these poems for each other and they're like oh I love you so much but like, they don't really give yeah, a shit yeah but this year everyone's obviously sweating for Michael Owen to come in like that's what it's working towards yeah, yeah? But they know they actually know about Michael Owen being Gemma's dad oh do I they know now during an episode of After Sun last week with Laura Whitmore, um, apparently they found out on like day three, and then a lot of people are speculating that Luca only went for Gemma after he found out about her dad. <gasps> now I don't know if that's the case, but he did show interest in her kind of after a few days rather than straight from the beginning. I gotcha. Oh, well, I mean, sometimes he it takes a little while for you to realize that you like someone, you know. Jack and Danny vibes off him, to be honest, because remember Danny Dyer was Jack's like hero. And he was all over Danny then and it didn't work out on the outside. He's, I'm getting the same vibes off the two of them. Yeah, some of the um, contestants do feel like copies of former contestants sometimes or like copies of the same situation. But Danny, our Irish king, I just love him. I hope he is in the final with India. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, so Hannah, I love that you picked Love Island as your show of the week because it has been brilliant so far. 
thank you so much and guys are you doubling up for Sherwood we are doubling up for Sherwood so um, I was reading some of the reviews today so we're not really going to do spoilers in this but they're just you know if you haven't watched it yet we're going we're gonna to skim over I don't think we're going to completely spoil anything in here at all but basically The Telegraph has called it authentic devastating and perfectly cast and of course it is because it was cast by friend of the podcast Victor Jenkins so he I've, cast this, which is incredible. I've loved seeing Victor tweeting about the show every single week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, some of the reviews today were it is the best drama on the BBC of the entire year. Um, it was uh, uh, Alex Diggins. He's a newspaper. He's a TV critic. And he was like the tourist, the responder. And this is going to hurt. We're all excellent. But in the clarity of its storytelling and the authenticity of its atmosphere, Sherwood split the bullseye. It's the best BBC drama of the year so far. And I'd hazard some time and I'd hazard for some time to come. So it's getting glowing say, reviews. That kind of came out of nowhere, right? As in we knew it was going to be good because the BBC drama but it didn't have the hype of where it's kind of gotten to now. Have you watched any of it, Hannah? No, that's the thing. I was like, look, I've 700 shows to watch. I have a lot on the list ahead of it. It just wasn't a priority for me. But I mean, it's going to be now. And well, it- yeah, especially because they're doing a season two. They announced that at the end of last night's finale that they're going to do a season two, which I really wasn't expecting. Yeah, it was interesting as well the way um, they didn't put it all on iPlayer. You know the way now, like unless it's like a line of duty or whatever, that they it's all available to stream and they'll do one a week. But they didn't. They, they didn't put this online ahead of it being on TV because there was a bit of confusion one of the days. I think, Reb, you were saying Wimbledon ran over and so they moved it from one channel to the other. No, no, no. They literally showed Wimbledon on BBC One on Tuesday night and just didn't tell anybody and then moved Sherwood over to BBC Two and no one knew about it. And my series record recorded Wimbledon and then everyone was having an absolute mare because episode five was really important. Like Every episode's important, but yeah. like, you know, five and six were airing Monday and Tuesday and yeah everyone was going mad so anyway I got it sorted in the end and I got to watch it yeah um, I'm sorry but in the year 2022 should TV boxes not be able to follow the show that you're meant to be recording onto other yes. channels and not just block it happens to me with Love Island every time they do an extra 15 minutes it gets cut off and I'm like we can put people on the moon like how can you not just record the whole pox the episode the show I'm watching or in Rev's case find where Sherwood is on and record it I was fuming because I was like I'd be fuming as well watch Love Island at nine then when Love Island finishes up I'm going to watch Sherwood episode five I had caught up on the whole thing I'd watched like the first two episodes at normal time and then I last week was busy so I saved them for when I came back from the wedding hungover and I was so annoyed when that happened I know a lot of people were but um, yeah Yeah. you're going to love this show because it's it's kind of it's so much more than a whodunit yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So it's it's based on two murders, two real life murders that happened. Was it around two thousand and four, Reb? Yeah. And they changed for the purposes of this. It's it's loosely based on that, but they've changed the events and the characters and everything around it. And they've sort of written a kind of a current day story, but it jumps in time a lot. So it's based in a in an ex mining town in Nottinghamshire and uh, at the edge of the Sherwood Forest, and um, it just focuses on the whole community and and something happened years ago and I don't know if I I think I definitely need to give this a rewatch because I I think I missed bits but 
it, it jumps in time between what's going on now and a community that's absolutely ripped apart and you can tell that it's really really close knit but that everyone has kind of beef with each other and there's a lot of hurt going on but I was a bit like oh what I don't and I think maybe it was deliberately written that way that you're you're trying to follow to go why does that neighbour not talk to that neighbour how are they related to that person who is that and who is that and as the episodes go on there's a lot of twists and turns and a lot of shocks and as the episodes go on they kind of reveal a bit more about it kind of in flashbacks about who was who then and who is who now Um, but I did I don't know if I maybe wasn't paying enough attention but I did at times find it hard to follow and go who was that then who was that now but it's it's excellent and like Reb said it's about so much more than a whodunit it's definitely about um, a community a small village and how an event uh, that happened you know a long time ago can still affect them today yeah and And tell me this have they left enough for season two like did it end or are they kind of just dragging it out because it's been so successful or is there actual story still left to tell well there's a slight bit at the end that I think you could be like oh right okay there could be a bit more to this next bit however I I did not think there would be a season two I was really shocked when I heard that at the end of the episode but I actually put up a tweet and asked uh, followers of At Shrine Pod what they thought of the finale and about the announcement of season two, right? So Terry said, I love the program, but I'm not really sure how season two will work. Tom reckons the whole thing was superb. Emma says, I really liked it, but I'm kind of shocked that there will be a season two because everything did seem relatively wrapped up. So I'm guessing they're actually going to go with a new plot line and any loose ends can be dealt with along the way. Teresa was a little bit disappointed with the finale and Graham tweeted us saying, the finale was moving and appropriate. I remain to be convinced that a series two is necessary or desirable, but I hope that I'm proven wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, I don't want to say too much, but there yeah, there's a couple of characters who could maybe go off and investigate either more from the past or something new could appear from the past and they could investigate that way. Um Yes. Yeah. And there is someone kind of under, under undercover is all I'll say. And yes. I thought that that really added to the storyline and I think episode 5 does do all those flashbacks and reveal yeah. who was who now. So episode 5 was very very important and yeah. the tennis was on instead. And it was um and the person again like minor it's not a spoiler but the person who I thought might have been it wasn't the person I suspected is all I'll say. Yeah. Not it was a pr- brilliant, it brilliant was twist. A very good reveal. Very, very good reveal. Yeah, so it's excellent. Yeah, the juicy. Yeah. And the One cast, the genuinely oh, the yeah. cast is so good. So you've got like David Morrissey, who you'll know from The Missing, Leslie Manville from I Am, Save Me, and she's also going to be Princess Margaret in the new season of The Crown. Um, Kevin Doyle from Happy Valley, Lorraine Ashburn, who's in Bridgerton, and The Crown, and Unforgotten as well. Uh, Perry Fitzpatrick, obviously Line of Duty. Um, yeah, just the, the cast for me... I just, I, it was that sort of cast where everyone's face was kind of familiar in a lovely way. Yeah, it was perfect casting and it was very moving. I felt like the whole thing was so authentic, really emotional the last episode. And yeah, I will be tuning in for season two, whatever, whatever happens with the storyline. Like maybe they'll, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how they're going to. I don't know what they're going to. I kind of sounded a little bit like they had. They'd always planned to do two seasons. The fact that they announced it at the at the end of season one straight away so quick, yeah. means that like it yeah. must have been the plan from the very start before season one was even Brandon, out. Fully though, if they didn't do a season two, I would have been pretty like very satisfied. A hundred percent. Yeah, totally wrapped up and done. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very rare thing though to be very satisfied. 
I found it very satisfying. Yeah, it, it is rare to be satisfied with one season these days, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was very, very good. Very my good. God, the amount of different, like it was a web and you're trying to figure out who's who, what the hell happened, how did, and also the most interesting part is that the two suspects in the two killings end up fleeing to the same forest and it sparks the biggest yeah. manhunt in British history. That is Sherwood yeah. Forest. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just such a strange coincidence. Um yeah, so just so well written. So yeah, Hannah, you're going to really enjoy it. I'm jealous that you have it all to watch. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Oh, love that. Well, uh, look, will we get on to our TV news? Yeah, let's. Let's. What are we going to kick off with? Some line of duty news in inverted commas? Always. Always. So obviously they were celebrating the 10th anniversary of Lana Duty uh, the other day. And uh, a lot of the cast crew sharing lots of different uh, tweets, Instagram posts. And uh, the BBC made a lovely montage of um, the three amigos over the years. Martin Comston reshared it on his Insta stories. And his quote was 10 years and counting. So I just think that's another oh, indication that we're going to get more. Up, guys. Love yeah. it. I'm like, yes. No, I just hope that there's, you know, something to come at the end of the teasing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely getting a season, season seven announcement very soon. Um, Gavin and Stacey... Why didn't they on the 10th anniversary, though? Well, Hannah, we didn't yeah. know about the 10th anniversary until three weeks before, so maybe they didn't die. And I also <laughs> feel like, you know, would someone in the social media department of the BBC bother to make a video of that if there weren't plans to do another, do you know? What like, video did they make? The, the, they made a video of, of 10 years of uh, Kate and Steve and Ted. And that's the one that Martin reshared. So I'm like, you know, uh, this, okay. the BBC social media machine is working as well as, you know, yeah, I don't know. Content calendar, I'd say. Yeah, I'm clutching at straws, I think. Uh, very excited for Gavin and Stacey news again, like with an asterisk, uh, James Corden has given his biggest hint yet that we are going to get some more Gavin and Stacey. Don't know what that is, but uh, basically he said now that the Late Late Show is wrapping up, I think he's finishing at the end of this year or in January, uh, that he it's the most amount of time he'll have to be able to do it and that him and Ruth Jones need to be in the same place because that's the way they write. They write in the same room at the same time. They can't do it when they're separate. So fingers crossed we get an answer. Yes, has I to be, guys. I think it definitely will. Yeah, but next year, Brandon, Christmas special, 2023, I'd say. I think so. I hope so. Christmas yeah. special. But Ruth Jones has previously said that she's happy with how it was left and she likes that it was left hanging. No. Um, I think it's James that might be a little bit more enthusiastic about potentially doing um, another, either a special or a season or a movie or something. And I, do you know what, actually, uh, now that you say that, you know, throughout like the three series, there's always in-jokes and things that are never answered. The fishing trip, there's never been an answer. Uh, oh, I'm Hughes, there's never been an answer to the, oh, do you or does he? <laughs> so they do, they do do that where they wind you up to the point that like they write things in that there isn't, an, that there is no answer to. So, I mean, she could do the same with this, but I would be... Ah, like, this is up. more than a private joke. I mean, this is a huge <laughs> plot line. This is what the fans have been waiting for for years and years. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. really on the fence, guys. I really <gasps> don't know if they're ever going to bring it back. Because, ah, no. like, I mean, is it going to be... Like, if they bring it back, right, it's going... Massive spoiler. If you haven't watched the, season, uh, the 2019 Christmas special, please skip ahead. They have Ruth's character propose to James's character so obviously if they bring it back we're going to see the wedding right yeah between Nessa and but like in order 
for it to be an episode it's going to have to have drama so they're going to have to have something go wrong they've already done the relationship issues with um Gavin and Stacey so it's probably going to have to be something with Ness and Smithy so I don't know if I even want to see that I just want to imagine that they're in love and that it's all going to work out I just want to see Pam Shipman losing her head on the day of the wedding something going wrong do you know what I mean I just it's I just want yeah, to you know what I'd be happy with a Pam and Mick spin-off why has that not happened yeah, yeah let's just be back with the characters find someone guys what about Bryn oh Bryn I'd love Bryn to find someone yeah yeah yeah, a pride special maybe. Guys, <laughs> that we get more, um, we get more Gavin and Stacey. That would be fantastic. Um, I have some news about a new Netflix show. I think you guys are both going to like. Oh yeah, oh, go on. Okay, so this is a new show that's coming out on Netflix at the end of August. It's set to fill the line of duty shaped hole in people's lives, and it's called I. Go on. Right. So it's called I Came By. It stars DCI Joe Davidson herself, Kelly MacDonald, and Downton Abbey's Hugh Bonneville. He's also in Paddington, Brendan, isn't he? He is. Oh, my favourite movie. So cute. So this is going to follow a pair of rebellious young graffiti artists called Toby and Jay who target the homes of the wealthy elite. But on one fateful night, Toby breaks into the home of a renowned former high court judge called Sir Hector Blake and accidentally uncovers a shocking secret, one that leads him on a terrifying journey through London and endangers both himself and those closest to him. That sounds right up our street. I'm getting anatomy of a scandal kind of vibes off that. I watched that in two days. Yeah, I watched that in one day when I had COVID. It's very good. I was like, I have nothing to do. So I have to watch every single episode. Um, and then also an update on season four of True Detective. So boxing world champion Callie Reese has reportedly been cast in the co-lead role. This is really interesting. Alongside so, Jodie Foster. Yes. So the new season is subtitled Nike, Nice Country. And it's looking like Reese, um, who previously made her acting debut in... Um, catch the fair one. Um, basically, Reese is going to play Evangeline Navarro, who is the partner to Jodie Foster's detective Liz Danvers. And basically, Danvers and Navarro are assigned the case of six missing men from an Arctic research station. And then they have to confront the darkness that they carry within themselves and dig into oh. the roots that lie buried under the eternal ice. True Detective season four is going to be phenomenal. There's kind of vigil vibes off that, isn't there? Two female detectives. Yeah, I'm loving that now, to be honest. And off to the Arctic with us. Yeah. Um, Succession season four started filming this week. So that's very exciting. Oh, buzzing. Buzzing. Yeah. We'll probably get that at the end of next year. Yeah. And I think people are thinking this year, guys, maybe. What? That'd Absolutely be no way. Can they turn that around that fast? I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Want to There's still six July. months to go. They could bring it out. Uh, it might be January at the January. earliest, maybe. January. No, it'd be like a spring. Yeah, yeah, it'd be next year, I reckon. I have four TV shows that are back this week to tell you quickly about. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, Stranger Things. We got the final two episodes of season four on Friday called Papa and the Piggyback. And the first one, chapter eight, is an hour and 25 minutes. And the final episode of season four is two and a half hours long. That's amazing. And wait. we are getting, I can't wait. I'm buzzing now. And we're getting one more season after that. Only Murders in the Building, which if you didn't watch a lot, did either of you watch it in the end last I year? I didn't guys? finish it. You didn't finish it. Yeah. Where did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it. It was my, one of my favorite shows of last year, if not my favorite show of last year. 
Um, so follow Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez who share an obsession with a true crime podcast. And after a suspicious death happens in their affluent Upper West Side apartment building, they decide to start their own podcast and investigate the death. It's absolutely brilliant. So the first two episodes of season two are out now on Disney Plus and then we're getting an episode a week after that until August 10 in total. Atlanta is back. So that is the kind of loosely music-based comedy drama, Donald Glover starring Brian Terry Henry, the Keith Samfield, Zazzy Beats show. It premiered in the States on FX in March, but it is finally available over here. First two episodes now up on Disney Plus, and then we're getting an episode a week for the next couple of weeks. And Westworld, which went to absolute shite. I don't know if there's anyone left watching it. Uh, that is back for season four, <laughs> returned on Sunday for eight episodes on Sky and now running You're until mid-August. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like I should recommend it because the first two seasons were so good. Season three was so dodgy. And this one I just already know is going to be so bad. Um, it includes an amusement park modelled after a romanticised version of the American Mafia and picks up seven years after season three. I just, and I read a Guardian review this morning and they absolutely dragged it and gave it two stars. So... To be honest, I felt like that was generous. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I just, sorry, really quickly, I just said that I'd have Ted Lasso news. I want to get it in. Uh, Just uh, Hannah Waddingham was on the Dish podcast with Nick Grimshaw. She says they're filming up until the end of August. So I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Ah, okay. And very quickly before we wrap up, I'll tell you about a new HBO miniseries starring Kate Winslet. It's not Mare of Easttown, but she she is producing and starring in an adaptation of a Hernan Diaz novel called Trust, which is about a wealthy financier who's dissatisfied by a novel based on his life and hires a secretary to rewrite history, essentially. Apparently, it's meant to be a bit of a thriller and a bit exciting. And Kate Winslet. Oh, when do you think that's going to be out? So they just announced it and they had very, very little detail. And the book itself only came out this year. So I'd say pre-production this year, maybe filming, end of this year, start of next year. So end of 23. I know, I'm like, can she be doing that? A mayor of East Town at the same time? That would be real great. We'd love bloody want to be a mayor of East Town, wouldn't we? Yeah, we'd love another we'd season. We'd love it. Yeah, so anyway, lots of uh, exciting TV shows to look forward to. Um, guys, this week's voice note recommendation comes from Peep Show and Vigil Star and friend of the podcast, Patterson Joseph. Hi, Patterson Joseph. What I'm doing is watching a lot of Seinfeld and a lot of 30 Rock. I know. 30 Rock, I'd never seen, um, probably five seasons in now, and it's one of the few shows that makes me laugh like a drain. It's offensive. Possibly every scene is offensive to somebody, but I love its eclectic offence. (laughs) Seinfeld I love just because it's a funny group of characters and some of the best performances I've ever seen in a comedy. I feel like the George Costanza, Jason Alexander, is superb. Jerry Seinfeld's a terrible uh, actor, um, but by season six, you don't care anymore. And he's a little better. He stops corpsing or laughing at himself. And um, obviously, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is is genius, genius level. I even like Kramer's uh, physicality. I know there's been controversy around the guy and uh, whatever, but as a physical comedian, he's very funny. Yeah, that's what I'm watching. I know it's not very innovative or new, but there you go. 
Oh, Patterson, friend of the podcast. Thank you so oh, much. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Uh, that is oh. it for Shrine of Telly. This has been week six. We did a special Shrine of Duty episode last week to mark Line of Duty's 10th anniversary. If you haven't heard it yet, it's loads of fun. Go back, listen now, tell your friends, give us a five star review. Thanks to all of our patron Kates uh, who get to hear these episodes early by supporting us on patreon.com forward slash shrine pod. You can do so too. And we thank you. Special shout out this week to Denise Quinn and Lizzie Pollitt. I'm off to sing my little heart out at Adele and Gabrielle. Goodbye. This is TV Worth Talking About and we want to hear what you have to say. Find us now on Twitter and Instagram at ShrinePod. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.